Hey guys, this is Autumn. And this is Winter. And we're coming to you today for um, a Maleficent, or Sleeping Beauty rather, depending on uh, which one you like more. A uh, little bit of conspiracy theory here. So we're going to figure out who is the real villain in Sleeping Beauty. So who do you, uh, who do you think Winter is the real villain in Sleeping Beauty? I would say it's very possibly her father, uh, uh, Aurora's father. I think so too. I think the king definitely would should be considered more of the villain. Um, what evidence do you have? Uh, what 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 reasoning do you have to back that theory up? Well, if you go by the live action Maleficent films with Angelina Jolie, you see her as a very nice fairy, fae, and. She protected her kingdom and her area and stuff, and then she meets Stefan, who uh, at this point does not have any claim to the throne whatsoever. He wasn't even royal. He wasn't at, even at, royal. At best, I think he was supposed to be nobleman at, or a squire. He might have been a squire or yeah, something. I can't remember fully on that one, but he had no claim to the throne whatsoever, and apparently, like the king might have outlawed fairies or something at the time. I don't know. I, I don't remember to remember too much on that, but, um, I mean, they go, he goes into the forest, finds Maleficent, supposedly falls in love with her. She definitely falls for him. And then in their adulthood, he ends up betraying her by cutting off her wings, going to the king, saying she's dead, Presents the wings to him, and he ends up becoming the next heir to the throne. I mean, <laughs> Frozen, you know, Hans was all this good guy and everything, and then used on his weakness against her in the end, which yeah. is what made him the villain. So. Which, that's another conspiracy theory for another time, too, because there's a good conspiracy theory behind that one. But, I mean, and then when he gets older and has Aurora... He doesn't invite his old flame to... He invites everybody, including the three good fairies, Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether, but he doesn't invite Maleficent. Well, if you think about it, though, there actually might be another reason he didn't invite Maleficent other than the fact that he didn't want her there. If he cut off her wings and claimed she was dead... He still had to keep up appearances at the fact that she was dead, so he didn't invite her, and so she scorned... She's already jaded against love because he betrayed her trust and everything. And then he comes in and is like, oh, well, uh, you didn't invite me. You made everybody think I was dead. You betrayed me. So you took my love from me. So what if I do something to the thing you love? And that's when he cursed Aurora. But then, but then there's also the fact that he went and sent his baby, infant baby, off with three fairies who had no idea what they were doing in raising a human child. Yeah, and if you go based on, <laughs> actually, if you go based on the cartoon and the live action, it shows that they may have been in a cottage, but, like... They, they gave were, up their magic to yeah. pretend to be humans. They gave up their magic as well, but they also, you could tell that the king didn't ever come see the aurora because in both of them when he sees her as an adult they don't recognize her mm -hmm. at first mm -hmm. and also just the state that the the cottage is in you can tell that they're doing their own cleaning they're doing their own cooking they're obviously having to go forage for their own food and everything you now, know 
They're yeah. having to make their own clothes, which means obviously the king is not footing any bills. Yeah. Well, in the cartoon, you can see them getting along a little bit better, like, amongst each other. And then in the live action, they're just completely incompetent. They're fighting with each other. They're just like a bunch of bicker bickering little old bitty sisters. Like, bickering biddies in a house together. And it's just like, I mean, even to the point where Aurora almost fell off a freaking cliff. And who should save her but Maleficent? <laughs> so... Because in the live action, Maleficent is the one that keeps an eye on her all these years. Yeah, yeah it starts exactly. off as so that she can actually live out her curse, but then it turns into actually caring for the child. Yeah. But the thing is, though, if, you know, like like with Baby Girl, she, if we found out that she only was going to live to a certain age, then we wouldn't send her off. We would spend the time that we had with her. Yeah. Because it's inevitable. I live life to the fullest. Because, I mean, honestly, the curse can be compared to, like, a life-threatening disease. There's children that are told, you know, at young ages that they're not going to live to be, say, 18 or 19 years old. And the parents do everything they can to spend as much time as they can with her or their children. Yeah. And yet, with the king, he was hoping that the curse would be broken anyway if she lived to be 16 in a day. So, why not spend that time with her? Because if the curse would have been, if you use the logic of Maleficent, the curse would have been broken if, you know, they had actually had true love for their child, it would have been broken very quickly. She would have, you know, fell yeah. asleep and all they would have to do is kiss her cheek. Because yeah. it didn't say that it had to be a kiss on the lips and it didn't say it had to be anyone other than her family. It just said true love's kiss and everyone holds true love for their children. And if she was uh, blessed by the fairies to have, you know, beauty that's loved by all and, and, grace, and, and grace, then that means anyone could have loved her. All she'd have to do is love them back. Yeah. It also makes me wonder if she was blessed with love and grace from everyone in the kingdom, did it not affect the king and queen? Like, did the curse not affect... They weren't the, around the her. They weren't around her enough. They were gone from her that, that whole 16 years. So but the, the rest of the kingdom still fell in love with her. None of the... You don't see anything about the kingdom, like, coming to visit her, searching for her. Then again, they or knowing hit anything. her, remember? They hit her. So how did we know that the people still loved her by the time she came back? Also, how the hell did they hide her for 16 years and nobody come Boot across? Nobody find her. I have no idea. I mean, for the cloth and everything. They had to have, uh, they had to have went to town at some point. I mean, the fairies, they disguised themselves, but they didn't disguise themselves very well. Yeah. And they did it. I'm pretty sure Aurora at least went to town with them at least once or twice, at least as she was young. You would think. Unless they, like, what, until she went to sleep, like, she went to sleep at night and they magicked everything that they need and then put their wands away the next day. Possibly. Kind of thing. But I know in the cartoon, they basically, like, know we're going to put our wands away for 16 years. And the only time you ever saw them bring the wands back out is when they were trying to make her dress to go back to her parents plus give her her cake. Because they tried to make it on their own at first first but then they're like this is too hard we're gonna pull out the magic and just do everything up and nice and neat yeah. and how in the world did aurora just not get the idea to run away adele and during this time or be curious enough to wander off i mean it shows in maleficent that she wandered into the enchanted forest and everything 
I mean, they couldn't have lived very far from the town. Yeah. His kingdom wasn't, like... I mean, it was big, but it wasn't that big. Yeah. Considering most of it was the enchanted forest. That is true. I mean, do you agree with the fact that Stefan was the villain of this, or...? I think so, yeah. Because even if you only go based on the cartoon, I mean... Well, it's been years since I've seen the cartoon. In the cartoon, did he claim he killed Maleficent? No, no, that was completely... The, the parents didn't really have anything to do with the first movie, except, uh, oh my god, the, the fairy is scorned, we didn't invite her, um, our child has been cursed, what do we do? And then the fairies come in and say, how about you hide her with us, that way she is safe and she'll be, she'll be fine, and then we'll bring her back to you on her 16th birthday, and then the next time you see them is when they're... The sleeping curse is put on everybody. When the fairies put the good fairies put everybody under the sleeping spell, basically as long as Aurora is under the sleeping spell, they put everybody else under the sleeping spell as well. That way, by the time Aurora got her kiss, everybody would still would wake up at the same time, and no time would pass. And what kind of financial burden did? <sighs> What kind of financial burden did uh, destroying all the spindles in the kingdom cause the kingdom? Because back then, that was the only way to produce and make clothes fabric. or the fabric. And selling is... fabrics was like one of the biggest that is true. markets at the time. Plus, even just making burlap sacks to you know put produce in or you know any kind of provisions in. You know, that is you wouldn't true. Be able to make the sacks. That the, is true. The king and queen, I mean, I'm pretty sure they had lavish clothing that was made constantly, because usually... They probably had stuff imported in for them. I'm sure. They, they would have had some had somewhere imported yeah, they from far have, off that didn't have any spindles. They would have to have had everything imported, which means that none <sighs> of the none of the townspeople, everybody would have been in severe poverty, because they couldn't sell any goods of their own unless it was fresh produce. My question is, though, what if they were going to destroy every spindle in the kingdom, what was the point of sending her away? The That's spindle true. was the main point. She would prick her finger on the spindle of a spinning wheel. If they destroyed every single spinning wheel in the kingdom, and nearby, possibly nearby kingdoms, what was the point of sending her away? They could have kept a close eye on her, Knowing that she was not going to touch anything like that. You know, and it That's showed like, it showed in the cartoon and live action that she ended up pricking her finger on a spindle that was in a room full of destroyed spindles. Yeah. All you would have had to do to really destroy them would be burn the wood from them and melt down the metal and make it into weapons or anything else. Because it showed that the king, you know, showed King Stefan in the live action melting any iron or metal he could find into making weapons against Maleficent. Yeah. So why wouldn't he use the metal from the spindles to ensure that she wouldn't even accidentally prick herself on any kind of spindle? Instead, exactly. they destroyed it in a room and then locked away the key. It's like they did the whole frozen aspect of, oh, if we lock her away and keep her away from everybody, she'll be safe. Yeah. Except you can tell Elsa and Anna's parents cared about her a lot more. At least, they, it's just they, they were in over their heads. Yeah. Stefan and, um... Like, there's no reason... Ariane, I don't even remember what her mother's name was, but... Aria. Something like that, whatever. Leah. Queen Leah. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. that's what it was. Queen Leah and uh, King Stefan. Um, I mean, she didn't really have that much of a say-so in the cartoon. I mean, other than but, being cursed on her 16th birthday, there's no reason that, you know... 
there's absolutely no reason why they couldn't have still had a happy childhood with her. And you know, their plan was to keep her locked. They were, her plan was to keep her away until her 16th birthday in a day. They could have easily planned a trip where they would be on the water during that time frame, make sure there was no spindles. That would have been more secure than leaving her still near the kingdom. Exactly. You know, they couldn't have really traveled anywhere just for the sheer fact of, and, you know, any kingdom could have a spindle, but they could have just as easily taken her out on a voyage on a, on a ship, even one that would have taken months to just ensure yeah. that her actual birthday and the day after that she, she was be, safe. Yeah, she was nowhere near a spindle. Yeah. As I mean, it's just... And, but can, and also, can you imagine the resentment, like... Aurora felt, I mean, even in the cartoon, like, when they took her back, she was like, she had fallen in love with Philip, which she didn't know he was a prince, but she had fallen in love. She just had her whole world upended and told that her whole life that she had out in the forest was a lie. She is not Briar Rose. She is Princess Aurora. And she now has to go back to her parents that she never even knew she had and probably had thought had died. At some point. And then now it's just like, all of a sudden, she's rushed into this. But you see her, she's like completely numb. No emotion until they leave her alone in her room and she cries. And is sobbing because her life as she knew it was over. And now everything that she knew was a lie. And she knew she would never be able to see the man she fell in love with again. Although, again, that's the whole trope of love at first sight. (laughs) But... (laughs) I mean, it still ended up being her true love anyway, but at least in the cartoon, not in the live action. Did the curse protect Aurora from dying until her 16th birthday? Because the fairies were very much so proven in both adaptations of the the story that they were incompetent. Like, in the live action, they showed they didn't even know what to feed her. I'm pretty sure the cartoon version wasn't much different. You know, they they somehow managed to let her... Yeah, Maleficent is showed Maleficent saving her. But in the cartoon, it never showed that. So did the curse protect her into not dying and staying healthy? Uh, because she wasn't allowed to see any doctors, more likely. Otherwise, she'd be figuring out who she was. They didn't use any magic. And they weren't too incompetent to actually protect her. Because around that time, the plague would have been going around. If, I, rem- if I remember correctly in the cartoon, because the first two gifts was the grace and the beauty from Flora and Fauna. Then once Maleficent, because Meriwether was about to give her her blessing, and when then Maleficent showed up, and then Maleficent put her curse on her that she would die. She would put her, she'd prick her finger on the spindle of a spinning wheel and die. The third. Then Meriwether's uh, blessing was that instead of die, she would just fall into a deep sleep. Yeah, and that she would it would be broken by true love's it would kiss. Be broken by true love's kiss. Yeah. So. I wonder how in the world she survived all those years and how she didn't create resentment because I hate to say it, but they were not her parents. So it's not like as if they could give her the love that she deserved. Then again, growing up in royalty at that actual time frame in history, it's not like you're... Her parents would have been around anyway. She would have just been around tutors and nannies and governesses and whatever. Yeah, so they were just pretty much glorified nannies that didn't know what the hell they were doing. Yeah. So... She just didn't get the lessons and stuff that she would to rule the kingdom. Instead, she lived in the forest as a little wild girl and got the freedom and to be able to play like a normal child and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, she had a childhood outside of constant lessons and stuff like that. But 
to, like I said, to be lied to all your life and then come in like, oh yeah, by the way, this is who you really are. You're going to have to go back. And you'll never see the man that you met and fell in love with ever again. And it's like, that shatters <laughs> somebody. Did you ever explain why she couldn't see the man that she fell in love with? Um, Because, I mean, that was the whole point to break the curse. The fairies didn't know it was Philip. They just thought it was some random, um, random commoner that she found in the forest. Well, it wouldn't matter. And if then, all it was needed was true love's kiss, then no ma- didn't matter who loved her. But she's royal, so it had, she, it's like, as royalty, she had to marry a prince. Fall in love and marry a prince. That's the whole thing, though. The curse didn't uh, say she had to marry a prince. Yeah. It said she had to fall in love. But royal it, law, she would have to go along with royal law as soon as she went back to her parents. Well, and, technically all they needed was from the person, even if it had been in common, the only thing they needed from the person that, you know... Was true love's was kiss. True, was true love's kiss. They could have easily, if you went by historically accurate, they could have turned him into a slave. They could have made him one of her, you know, her um, lovers. They could have easily just have killed him or banished him after that he broke the curse. And, and it then just so married happened. her off to a higher, you know, yeah. if he had actually been a commoner. And it just so happened he was the prince, but... Then again, the, yeah. kings, the king and queen probably would have destroyed her only chance of actually breaking the curse by sending him away. Yeah. Or executing him. Exactly. So Instead of taking the chance, let him break the curse, basically use what they need out of him, and then get rid of him. Yeah. But, in, like, again, we go, like, Maleficent... I don't think was the villain because, I mean, especially like you think in the cartoon, she was just a woman scorned about not being invited. But though the, the live actions give a little more backstory and a little bit more of a reason as to why she would be upset and curse Aurora. Yeah. Because of being betrayed and everything. So, I mean, but, and then, like I said, she, Ended up developing the feelings for Aurora, and then, like you see by the second movie, she's pretty much her surrogate, her her mother. She's pretty much her adopted mother by that point. Since I, I can't remember if the queen died in the original, but her father definitely did. Like in the fight with Maleficent, he died, so Aurora uh, was taken in by Maleficent as her mother. What? No, uh, the mother was in the second movie. Mm, that was the prince's mother. Oh, that was the prince's mother. That was the prince's mother. That was the reason oh, why yeah. her and Maleficent kept clashing. That was the new fiancé's mother. <laughs> then but, again, the if Maleficent chose not to live a life out as a royal and chose to live in the Enchanted Forest instead, and once the king dies, by usual monastery law, the queen would have become irrelevant. Because if yeah. the princess is not around for her to be the mother of the, the queen or the mother of the princess, yeah. then she literally would have just become back to whatever state uh, status she was before. So she yeah. probably went back to her original kingdom I, if she didn't die. I think in the live action, the mother died at some point, and I can't remember why. But in the cartoon, they both survived, and they were both sweet and nice and everything. But in the live action... I think the mother died with sickness or something, so it had left King Stefan feeling bitter and everything about all that. And then he got focused more on the war, and even when Aurora came back, I don't think he was even really focused on her or something. Yeah. It has been a while since I've seen the first Maleficent movie, so... But, I mean, he, he was more willing to fight Maleficent and everything, and then shove Aurora in a room and everything, so it's like... He had become the Mad King, pretty much. (laughs) Based on the original and the live-action versions, 
Do you think Maleficent still would have seek revenge had Aurora never been born? Because she used the opportunity of her birth to get back at King Stefan. But if she had never been if born, any... had either one of them been, you know, infertile, would she have used any other manner? Because in the live action, she really wasn't worried about it. Like, she didn't want to put a bad name on fairies and, you know, go wreak havoc. But in the, yeah. in the cartoon version, she was portrayed as the villain, as evil. So, yeah. it doesn't show any of her backstory or background history in the cartoon version. So, she could have just as easily just wreaked havoc just for the hell for of it. That. Yeah, it's true. I, that's what I think I like the movie versions a lot better because it does give more of a reason as to why she did what she did instead of just painting her like oh I am a bitch because I didn't get invited to a party (laughs) I was like that is a very very shallow reason to curse a child (laughs) but I mean and then like I said live action like she fell in love with him he betrayed her and then again, the cartoons, they weren't worried about the villain's backstories. They were just more worried about getting him in there, being the bad guy, and someone saving the day. True. Like with Lion King, it doesn't ever say why Scar is so evil. But if you read some of the Disney books later on that they put out, I can't remember if they're counting them. Some people don't count them as canon, but then some people do because they are from Disney Press. But you see that Scar was pretty much bullied Yeah. as a, as a cub. And... Mufasa was always the one to get the attention because he was always going to be the heir yeah. to the pride. Because yeah. so. it makes you wonder, like, if you go based on the original cartoon version without anything else added into it, if, if he had had a daughter first and never had a son, or, you know, was to say that Scar would have just been completely fine with it. Like, well, you know, once you die, I get to be the king, so. Yeah, that is true. But then it would have been like Simba, because Kiara was the supposedly the only one born until Lion Guard came out. But um, well, then again, Kiara also, was going to be the queen. Yeah, so. but then again, there was no other heirs at that time of the movie making, and true. there was no one else to challenge the the throne. That is so. True. As soon as that Simba died, point. it would have just automatically been the next heir, unless there was a male available. That is true. That is and they didn't lot. go by actual lion logic, which is there's probably other males in that pride somewhere. But you know, that is a point. That is a good point. Because yeah, usually in a pride, well, there's two or three males, but one of them is the most dominant. We're not going into that little yeah. bit right now, because that just makes it even more weird. But, yeah, I believe King Stefan is the villain. Yeah. Honestly. Well, guys, we're running out of time, but let us know y'all's theories on who y'all think the villain is, and, you know... Maybe point out some things that we may have missed that supports your ideas, or maybe point out some things that we may have missed that actually supports our ideas. Who knows? If you're listening to us on Anchor, you can always leave us a little voice message about it and, like, discuss or discussion or anything. So, I know you can't do it on the other uh, streaming, like, Spotify or whatever, but if you're listening to us on Anchor, you can at least do that, and we'll get them. Yeah. And, well, this is uh, Autumn... And this is Winter. And we're officially signing out. Y'all guys come take a listen to us anytime. We'll be seeing you later. And have a good night.